going? Yeah, it's going great. Welcome to the Julie and Kaz show. Mm-hmm. So we are two lovely ladies in the health and wellness space. Uh, I am Julie with Balance Life with Julie. I'm a health and nutrition coach. And I am Kaz, a registered massage therapist, an energy worker, meditation coach with key health and wellness in Whitby. Mm. Welcome, everyone. So today we're going to talk about one of our favorite topics, Mm -hmm. meditation. Mm. And actually, I was just reading that uh, they're currently doing like meditation for world peace. Did you read that? Where did you read this? Um, It was on my Google homepage. I was like, I I was thinking. Like briefly went over it. But uh, yeah, a bunch of people are getting together and... I think they're all doing like one hour meditations throughout this week here. Mm. And uh, it's all for the name of world peace. Well, there there was a study I heard about like probably 10 years ago because I was living in Vancouver at the time. Mm -hmm. And there are studies that show that when you meditate in certain communities, um, the crime rate goes down. Mm. So, well, even just raising the vibration in that area i know when 9 11 happened um what are they called the seismic something something it measures atmospheric pressure and things like that which is probably not right we'll get letters but that's fine um (laughs) it measured this massive increase of energy from people as they were just rushing to help and support and just the love and compassion that happened you know, now the scientists are starting to really prove that there is something to it. It's not just like like it's it's an actual thing, people. Mm-hmm. So we both meditate. We have our different practices. Mm-hmm. I come from the Vipassana tradition, which is basically you go to a retreat center. There's retreat centers all over the planet Mm -hmm. and they tell you they're not joking they're like just pretend you're going to prison (laughs) because you have no contact with the outside world no cell phones no email no eye contact even you don't talk to anybody for the whole time you're there you just kind of pretend you're in solitary (laughs) you're meditating like 11 hours a day for 10 days Mm -hmm. and then you break silence So that's the tradition that I come from. I've gone to several 10-day silent retreats, and I think it's the bomb, but it's not for everybody. I do recognize that it is a very challenging kind of practice, Mm. and it's it's not something that I would recommend for people who suffer from depression or anxiety because you're with your thoughts – for that many hours a day for that many days and you get to see how crazy your own mind is mm. so it sounds like a fight my husband and I had once where it lasted a couple of days and no one talking no one making eye contact <laughs> or just doing our own thing that was pretty brutal so that's like vipassana yeah except you're sitting for 11 hours a day meditating Ooh. and there's no makeup sex at the end no. Or maybe, I don't know. No, no. Is that the reward at the end? No. Who knows? No, because men and women are separated. Oh. Well, I <laughs> tip my hat to you because I, I don't know. I think sitting with my thoughts for that long. I had a job where I 
even though I was outside all the time, there's people hustling and bustling. I was with my thoughts a lot. And it actually, it spiraled me into a depression because I was not equipped well enough to cope with what was coming up. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you did that and survived, then well done. For me, I prefer more of a mindfulness-based meditation, especially when I'm driving into work. So just being really aware of how I'm feeling, things that are going on, um, the energy of, of the space that I walk into, particularly if I'm going to have a heavy day of doing energy healing. Even when I'm doing massage therapy, I'm still involved in that person's energy and being conscious of it, I think is very necessary. Mm. Um, I like to wake up when I wake up in the morning. As you know, when we did a little road trip excursion there, I do um, my goddess cards. So I kind of shuffle them and see what comes up for the day and then just take a few minutes to embrace that message and what that means and how I'm going to put that into play mm -hmm. for the day. It sets the tone. I just thought that was you tuning into your superpowers. Well, it is that too. <laughs> 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 downloading that's right but I mean so I think we need to really clear up the fact that meditation is not about completely stopping your thoughts mm -hmm. and having an empty mind because that's very much the opposite I would say it's a very it's a major misconception that people mm -hmm. have and it actually prevents them from starting meditation practice because whether they're doing a mindfulness practice or a breathing style practice, which is essentially what Vipassana is in a way, um, they become so overwhelmed with all of the thoughts in their mind that they think, oh my God, I can't meditate because I can't get my mind to be quiet. Exactly. And, I know. And that's not what it is. Mm -hmm. A lot of clients that uh, maybe come to my meditation classes or even just talking in general, that's a huge downfall for them is oh, I sat and these things were coming up and I, I couldn't stop my mind from chattering away and I'm no good at this, so I can't do it. And so then they just give up. Meanwhile, that's a good thing. Like these thoughts are supposed to kind of come up and it's about learning to appreciate them and then kind of just setting them to the side. The whole reason the brain is choosing to bring this up is because we're so bombarded by thoughts. I think we have like between 60 to 80,000 thoughts a, a day. day. And that's like 2,100 thoughts an hour. It's like 35 thoughts a minute, which and is insane. And most of those thoughts are very repetitive. And a lot of it's bullshit yeah. because the brain is designed to problem solve. Mm -hmm. And so if we're kind of running on this weird autopilot or there's so much stimulation going on, the brain becomes really overactive. And so then it becomes really efficient at making stuff up to <laughs> pretend like it's doing its job. Um, and we live in this world now where everything's kind of done for us. So sometimes the brain's running a little bit idle and that's one of the worst things that can happen. So some thoughts to really um, dismiss right away are those what if thoughts, because usually it's just you making up. <laughs> Something that hasn't going to or isn't going to happen. It's not based it's, in. Yeah, exactly. Like why? Why try and predict a future that starts off? with What if? Yeah. And then the other thing is to also recognize that for most people, until you become aware of your own thoughts, you're either living in the past or living in the future. Mm -hmm. You're very rarely present. 
So the practice of meditation, whatever form you're practicing, whether it's a sound meditation or mantra or you're listening to your breath, if it's puppy, puppy meditation. Do we have to pause? Where did you just pull that spoon from? <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's the best thing about our videos is that they're like not edited. We get to see all the inside stuff. <laughs> So um, whatever form of meditation you're practicing, the idea is that you become aware of where your mind goes, mm -hmm. the quality and what your mind thinks about. So I'll just speak from my own experience. When I went to Vipassana, one of the things that I realized about my own mind was at that time, I had a lot of angry thoughts. Mm. And they had been from things that had happened in my life that I hadn't processed, that I hadn't cleared or moved through. And so they were always sitting somewhere in my mind. Maybe I wasn't aware of them on the conscious level, but on the subconscious level, they were there mm -hmm. and they were wrecking havoc. And so at the time, the state of my life where I was and the things that were frustrating me, what was holding me back was all of that subconscious stuff that I hadn't cleared. Once I became aware of it, I like had this thing at Vipassana. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's not the world. It's me. Mm -hmm. Whoops. So then I got to work on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I recently had a conversation uh, with some clients about, you know, at nighttime, they're like, I, I try to do meditation right before I go to sleep, which is not the most ideal time to do it, by the way, everyone, because you'll likely just end up dozing off. So <laughs> bless you. Sorry. Um. <laughs> So we were talking about how when they go to actually, you know, they've got some time to themselves, they'll get into that zone. And that's when all of their thoughts start just going crazy and how frustrating it is. But if you think about it all day, your mind is so bombarded with everything that, like you said, we're not able to deal with it all. It's almost like remember those old computers where you'd have too many tabs open and mm -hmm. then it would just freeze, freeze. And then slowly it would start getting through each tab. It's the same thing. So at night, when you've actually given yourself time to slow down, that's when the brain goes, okay. So back to brrrm, all of these things. And so for me, when that happens, it's kind of recognizing what's coming up and thanking my brain. Oh, thank you for reminding me of that. Okay, I'm going to get to it after I've done this. And really, that's all the brain wants. Mm -hmm. It's a little recognition that it's coming up with this stuff. I don't have to deal with it all at that particular point. Um, getting to the point now of knowing what's relevant and what isn't, which are those what if thoughts or those kind of like, doesn't matter what I'm doing next Tuesday evening, because mm -hmm. today is Wednesday. Um, and I think that that's where people really struggle is they think they have to go through every single thing and fix it or solve that before they can move to the next. But it's really not <laughs> about that at all. Yeah. And I think the other thing, especially for people who are really busy and they have a lot of stuff on the go, I'm a huge fan of lists. Mm -hmm. I put everything down in a to-do list mm -hmm. and I empty that out of my mind. I love starting my days with meditation. That's the first thing I do. 
And then at the end of the day, I always do a gratitude journal. And what I have noticed, especially with the gratitude journal, is that overall my mood stays more even Mm. all the time. But in terms of meditation, starting my day with meditation just kind of sets the tone for the day. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just a tool. So if you look at people who are really, really successful... A lot of them meditate. Mm -hmm. They have some form of morning meditation. A lot of them do movement of some kind in the morning as well. Very few um, go to their phone first thing. Oh, yes. (laughs) So um, I, I don't even turn my phone on for the first hour and a bit of the day. Mm -hmm. I'm meditating. I'm journaling. I'm having my me time. And then the phone goes on and I give myself 15 minutes to check messages. And then I just get on with my day. I think another really important thing uh, for people is that they might go in all out right off the bat, uh, meaning that they try and do like an hour long meditation. If you're new to meditation, especially if you find that you're struggling with the mind chatter or just kind of finding time to do it, start with a 15 minute. Mm-hmm. There is something powerful in doing a short and effective meditation versus trying to do this one hour. I don't know if you think it's going to be enlightenment at the end of it, but it's too big too soon. So starting off small and then you won't get so discouraged, especially if you wake up in the morning, you have these like 15 minutes to yourself. That seems really doable as opposed to, oh, I got to get up two hours early so I can do an hour meditation. Of course, it's going to just end in like failure almost because you'll just be like, I couldn't do it. I'm not going to do this again. It's ridiculous. So what will happen with like 15 minutes is you'll start to feel a difference in how you feel. Mm-hmm. Your energy, your mind will be a little bit clearer and your just your critical thinking skills will be that much sharper. And then over time, as you get used to it, you can add like five minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. I always advise people add five minutes at a time until you're feeling pretty good Mm -hmm. instead of trying to take on too much. This is the same thing with exercise. Don't try and run a marathon on day one. Exactly. Walk around the block, right? So same idea. Just as you train your physical body, what you're doing is you're training your mind. Mm -hmm. And both require some awareness and some technique. And you know, there are so many benefits to meditation. It's a great way to reduce stress, boost creativity, Mm -hmm. to even your mood out, to lower your blood pressure. There's so many wonderful benefits. So I highly recommend that people meditate. And honestly, we'd live on a different planet if everybody chose to take on meditation. (laughs) I think we can talk about this all day and we'll probably talk about this numerous times, but we'd love to hear from you guys. Like if you've tried meditation, um, successes, failures, what works, what doesn't, any tips or tricks, anything new, things that are coming up, that yeah. would be great. So leave some comments below. Uh, check us out on Instagram. I'm at Key Health and Wellness with me. That's K-I Health and Wellness with me. And I am at Julie Brar. Yeah, and we'll see you in an enlightened state very soon. Bye. This show has been produced by podcastexpert.ca.